What would you wish for? Me? No one's ever asked me that before. Well, in my case, I'll forget it. What? No, I can't. I... Come on, tell me. Freedom. You're a prisoner? It's all part and parcel of the whole genie gig. Phenomenal cosmic powers! Genie. Let's make some magic! Nami. Let me take your order, jot it down. You ain't never been like me. <laughs> you are listening to a crossover between Geekcast Radio and Talking About My Generation as we pay tribute to one of the most prolific actors and comedians in Hollywood history. I am TF2 and Mike. Joining me is my Geekcast Radio cohort, Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. And from Talking About My Generation, Doug Abel. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me at all? Yes, yes it is can. good to hear from you today. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. Dueling Kermits, great. All right, uh, and it is with uh, a very sad breath that we bring you this news, because as of this recording on August 11th, 2014, the world lost a wonderful soul, someone who has touched all of our lives in many ways over the years. Robin Williams has passed away. He supposedly, and now I am saying supposedly because there have been no confirmed reports, there have been suspicions of how he died, supposedly committed suicide uh, by asphyxia, but it has not been confirmed. So I, all as I can say is that it, that's what it is, supposedly. Um, he was suffering from severe, de- severe depression at the time, and of course, if you're thinking of taking your own life, stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Someone will always answer. Robin has been an actor and a stand-up comedian for the last four and a half decades. His career spans television, film, theater, and so much more. This actor has had a career you couldn't fit into a one-hour photo booth. He has used his phenomenal cosmic powers as an actor to make all of us laugh or cry, depending on the role. He made an adult Peter Pan look cool in Hook. He ate his spinach as Popeye. He led the Dead Poet Society to greatness, and he loved introducing himself to the world, screaming, Good morning, Vietnam! He truly was the Cadillac Man of Hollywood. He gave us Mork for Mork, and he showed us that comedians aren't always about the funny, with very serious roles in many films and television guest appearances. I remember as a kid watching reruns of Mork and Mindy and loving every minute of it. Uh, Robin Williams, there are no words, honestly. Um, Steve, when did you first notice Robin Williams? What was the first thing you... you saw as a kid or even as an adult that really made you a fan of his Mork and Mindy. I used to watch it on TV land with my mom. Absolutely. That, that was such a awesome show. Just, I mean, I mean it, it played on his persona like much of his <laughs> roles do. Yes. Yes. Uh, very much so. Um, what about you, Doug? You know, I, I'm going to say the same thing for me. It was, my mother had sat me down and said, you need to watch this show. And I was a kid, and I, I had never seen it before. And she goes, watch, and you'll, you'll die laughing. And I, I said, okay. And then that episode, they had 
he he goes, oh, she, you know, they, Mark is showing off all of his furniture, and he says, and you know, his friend walks in and says, what's that? Oh, that's my footstool. It's a giant foot, and she goes, a footstool, and he goes, oh wait, you're gonna love my end table. <laughs> and from that right then and on, I was I was hooked. What can I say? Yeah, I, I remember watching Morgan Mindy as well, and I I love that show. Now I know that show ran from seventy eight to I think eighty one or eighty two, so it actually aired before I was born. But the eighties was the era of the reruns. Everything was being rerun in the eighties on television. I mean syndication for reruns was what the 80s TV, uh, you know, what the 80s TV landscape was like. Um, and I remember Mark and Mindy, and I remember in, you know, later on in life, I would remember roles like, you know, Professor Keating in Dead Poet Society, and, you know, um, you know, Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam, and all this and all that, and Honestly, what really made me a fan of his after Mork and Mindy was the fact that Disney got him to play the genie. Uh, Robin Williams as the genie was amazing. That is his character. That that's not any. No one else can pull that off. That they just can't. Um, and since then, I've liked him in several different roles over the years. Um, even though people might not want to admit it, he was pretty damn good at Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I I know some people on the on the internet aren't huge fans of that movie, but um, I just love the way that his comedy style. He was able to fit his personality and his style and his bravado into every different role, whether it was a comedy role or a serious role. Um. What are some of the more serious roles you remember seeing, Doug? Oh, for me, Goodwill Hunting. That was it. I mean, seeing him just be completely serious going on with Matt Damon and telling him, you know, look, you've got you you've got to work on this. You've you're you're this genius. Why aren't you showing it to everybody? And and Matt Damon is kind of throwing his attitude back at him and you just see Robin Williams turn around and just you know, I mean, this was his Academy Award winning scene in his his role i just it, it yeah for someone who was not a bostonian at all because he was born in chicago illinois robin williams really got that boston accent down i mean he really did and when he was telling uh matt damon's character will hunting when he was telling him about the 1976 world series I could I could really see him being an old time Boston Red Sox fan, like that that emotion he poured into that character and that role and, and how Boston Sean McGuire was, um, it was amazing. It was so amazing. What about you, Steve? What are some of the more serious roles that you remember Robin from? Well, I mean, I I remember him. I mean, you could almost say that Mrs. Doubtfire, to an extent, would be a little mm -hmm. bit. Just because it's it's a man trying to fight to get his family back, right? Um, and then you have you you have the um, you know for me that that kind of touched it home only because as a kid my parents were getting divorced, <laughs> so mm. that was one of my one of my go to movies as a kid. Um, 
I also, you know, you had Jumanji, mm-hmm. which wasn't really comedic. I mean, there were there were elements in in all of his movies that kind of played on him again, but you still had that element that that made it more serious. And and I did see Goodwill Hunting and and various other uh, films to that degree, and Good Morning Vietnam and Dead Poet Society, and all of those films I actually own. Um, but I mean, he, he's got such a, a plethora of, of films that I grew up on that just, it, it just, I, I don't know. I can't even, I can't even fathom it, you know, what's happened. I mean, it's still kind of like a shock. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you wake up and you hear about, a celebrity dying and depending on if you have an emotional connection to that person and okay sure none of us to my knowledge um, well Doug lives out in California so he might have but none of the three of us have ever met Robin Williams in person no none of us know I him personal yeah yeah we all wish none of us knew him personally but see here's here's my thing is that actors even though they are acting and putting on faces and putting on roles and playing characters, they are still allowing us as the viewer or listener or whatever, whatever medium they're using, they are allowing us into their psyches. They're, they're, they're allowing us into their hearts and they're allowing us to, it, what it allows us to do is, is it allows us to escape and, and, and laugh at, you know, Oh dearie! Oh my God! It was a run by fruiting. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it just it just boggles my mind that some people on the internet can say, "Oh well, I didn't know him personally, so why should I be sad about it?" So you mean to tell me that nothing that anyone has done in Hollywood has affected you? We all watch movies. We all watch television shows. We all listen to the radio and and everything. You know, all this and all that and. Yeah, sure, none of us knew him personally. We weren't in his personal circle of friends, but every week for four years, Mork from Ork Mork from Ork came into our television series television sets and made us laugh. Every two or three years, sometimes more more than one movie in a year, Robin Williams would do movies. Um sure, he's he comes from a stand up background. Now, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about his stand-up. I know and I've heard rumors that it's similar to Bob Saget, where Robin's a more dirty comic than he is the family kind of, you know, comedian that he oh, does on in other roles. I've listened to it, and it's it's pretty dark, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's, not, he's very yeah. blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not hilarious. I'm just saying that he he's similar to Saget in the way that his stand-up is completely different and more adult in nature and, 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 and content than what he does for say a Mrs. Doubtfire or like when they said in 1990, whatever it was when the trailers first started coming out. And I know, um, our, our movie cohort movie revolt Dan here at the Geekcast Radio network doesn't like this movie for some odd reason. Um, but, uh, when they announced Robin Williams as Peter Pan, I was like, oh my... And, and this was like, you know, the, the, the mid-90s. So I was 14 or 15 years old. And I was like, that's just sheer genius. That That's amazing. 
Robin Williams as, as Peter Pan and Dustin Hot the Rain Man as Captain James Hook. You couldn't come up with a better, you know, rivalry and have those two actors do it. Yeah. Uh, some of the roles that, that he has taken have really freaked me out. You know, in, in my little intro there, I mentioned One Hour Photo. That was oh. a creepy movie to me. Well, that was a... real freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had another one that he did where, with uh, Pacino where they were up in, in Alaska that was – that one was chilling too because uh, Pacino was doing a – he was like suffering from insomnia and Robin Williams was a killer that he was supposed to be tracking down. Him and Hillary Swank were trying to track him down and it, it just – to see that dark side of Robin was kind of creepy on that. Well, and the thing is is comedians actually play really good villains. Yes. Yes, they do. I think outside of the genie and Aladdin, I think the other one that I really remember him from, and it's just kind of silly because I know a lot of people probably don't like this movie. Um, I remember him as the voice of um, the bat in Fern Gully, <laughs> the last rainforest. The batty rap. What can I say? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you know... It's so interesting to me when he would lend his voice to do characters for voiceover. Because Robin Williams is... He himself is a larger-than-life character. He really is. Uh, and putting his voice to any animated character, you know you're going to get the Robin Williams touch. Even in that little uncredited role of the... Um, the the peddler in the beginning of Aladdin, that was him. I didn't know that until probably 20 years after the movie came out. And you know, that whole scene was improv by him. He was actually, they, they brought a bunch of things and set that in front of him. And he was riffing the entire time. And they decided they were going to animate all of that. So they could put that all together as the peddler. I was impressed by that. That's actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, <sighs> And in movies like Dead Poet Society, sure, Dead Poet Society is a very serious film, but he can still have his one-liners. And, you know, there's the whole scene in the, in the I, I assume it's a church. I, it, it's their, their, their main hall, which I, I assume is a, is a church. And, you know, in that scene, Dalton stands up and says, oh, sir, you know, there's a phone call from God. It's for you. He wants us to have girls at Hilton. And, you know, five, ten minutes later, Keating knocks on the door. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, Mr. Dalton, phone call from God. If it had been collect, it would have been daring. And I, I just, it's just so many little things about Robin Williams' career that just makes me laugh. And that is the greatest. He gave, you know, Rob Paulson always says, laugh, you know, laughter is the best medicine. And honestly, Robin Williams has made me laugh for as long as I can remember. And then when he does something like what he did on Law and Order Special Victims Unit and plays this really, really crazy, out there, sadistic character, it just twists me inside to see the depths that he will go for his acting career. Um... When he came back last year in The Crazy Ones, sure, it didn't get picked up, but it was nice to see him on TV again. 
And they even had an episode where Pam Dauber returned and reunited with him. That entire scene in that episode of that show was amazing. I The only thing I don't think he did was Nanu Nanu. It would have been even more awesome if he would have done that. It would have been actually funny if they ended his show that way. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. show that it, all of this was just something that happened. Yeah, the something end of Mark like, and Mindy before he yeah. went back to his home world. Yeah. What are some of your other favorite roles he's done, Steve? Um, uh, I love Man of the Year. Yeah, where he he plays Tom Dobbs, the uh, um, one of basically like the John Stewart mm-hmm. of of TV, and then he's he's riffing on politics and then they tell him why don't you run and he's like i will and christopher walken's in it and you know all these other characters and uh it's it's funny because he you know basically wins the election but it was through technicality <laughs> but the 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 just the whole film i mean he got to be his goofy self but it was also serious at the same time but he was also throwing off jokes that were making fun of politics and uh, i mean it was just it was something you would probably see from him anyway in stand up mm-hmm. so i mean it was like the perfect fit for him but then i mean you have other you know you have other um uh, movies that 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 he's done um more serious you know you have the the what what dreams may come and you have you know your um uh what's the woman john travolta where's he got the uh, i don't know it's they play advertisers anyway um and then he discovers he has kids uh like eight years after, after oh the fact. uh um, the disney flick with uh seth green was in it too and i can't yeah remember, like, it was like old it dudes or something like that or Old dogs, that's it. Old, oh, old, ho- old hogs, that's what it is. Old hogs. No, old yeah. dogs, because uh, Wild Hogs was the Tim Allen movie. Oh, that, that's right. That's they both right. had John Travolta in it, so easy mistake. Uh, yeah. um, but, I mean, it, just films like that, I, I just enjoy mm-hmm. watching him in in my shows. Plus, you know, the fact all of his animation, you know, I mean, he's been in, you know... Uh, the uh the happy feet or he's been in like the surfs up or you know he's been in the aladdin i mean he's done a lot of animation because he can play all those kind of crazy accents and you know all all the the different stuff that he just kind of throws in um Mm -hmm. just because that's his personality exactly what about you doug what are some of the other roles you really liked him in uh well obviously aladdin i mean that probably was the big one for me uh, just because that he broke out the mold and he actually really, I, I would say he called attention to voice actors. Without him, we wouldn't know of people like Frank Welker. We wouldn't necessarily know of, uh, of Rob Paulson because he, he, being the big name for Aladdin, was the draw. And everybody kind of heard him and was like, wow, that's Robin Williams. Robin Williams is doing animation. Well, it, and from that you started seeing Matthew Broderick showing up, you started seeing Jeremy Irons showing up, all these different people showing up in animation. It started becoming a big thing. Uh, that, you know, I mean, that right there was was a big one for me. Uh, Aladdin. And, uh, you know, just seeing that was probably the best one. I mean, there, there are so many others. You know, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, the fact that he, he was 
uh, Teddy Roosevelt in the Night at the Museum movies, for which there's oh, a third yeah. one coming out. Which you know, he's in. Yeah, just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, for me, some of his other ones, you know, I've already mentioned a few of the ones that I liked. Um, you know, a lot of people give this movie flack. I'm sorry. He was amazing as the absent-minded professor in 1997's Flubber. Oh, I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, everyone gives Jumanji a bad rap. Honestly, it was one of his better ones. Um, you know, I already said Hook, Toys. Honestly, I saw... I believe this was back in the time... Yeah, it came out in 90. It was 90... I want to say it's somewhere between 94 and 98. This was before UPN and the WB became the CW. On UPN, I saw... Like, they used to run the... I, I, th- I still think the channel does it now. I think it's MyTV or MYO or whatever the hell it's called now. They still do this on Saturday and Sunday. They'll run some obscure... Like, obscure of the obscure movie for an afternoon movie. And I saw Cadillac Man for the first time, and uh-huh. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Robin Williams as a car salesman? What is going on here? What is this movie? And I, there's just so much. So much in his career. It, he will be very sorely missed. Um, I now have to go back and watch Popeye, because I don't think I've ever seen it. I know that people say it's it's okay. Some people say it's not that great. Other people pe- other people praise it. Um, I really need to go back because I need to see how good he is as Popeye. Well, I mean, shoot, the dude can do the voice. I mean, that's and and plus his the way he can kind of you know just voice to to face what he does. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a good one out there. I mean, it's not it's not some of his best work in my mind, but it is it, it is a Robin Williams film, which you need to see. If you're a fan of Robin Williams, see it. That's the best I can mm-hmm. tell you. Yeah, um, and you know, doing something like Jack in 1996, that was a completely different role. It wasn't serious. It was comedy, but it was also serious. But it wasn't as dark as you know something like One Hour Photo. Well, it was but, family serious. Yeah, yeah, and he just he. I, I hate to pull a line out of out of the Cave of Wonders, but he is truly a diamond in the rough when it comes to diamond in the rough. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Cave of Wonders. Go, go back to oh, your slumber. Disrupts my slumber. There, I'm done. Okay, thank you, um, uh, Robin Williams. I, you know, as we said at the top of the podcast here, he has passed away, and honestly, he is someone like his passing. Some people may say, "Oh, well." He did all this and all that when he was younger, so he deserves it. But that's stupid. Don't you know? That's fine if that's somebody's opinion, but don't. Uh, the man was a freaking just, comedic genius. I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he really was. He's he's on the same level as Bill Cosby. Um, you know. Well, I I got to mention because Mikey posted ahead. it up earlier on Facebook. 
the yeah the the whose line is it anyway? I remember seeing that with my mom, and we were sitting there watching this and just watching Robin Williams riff, and it was just he went off, and they turned to his kids in the audience and they said, "Is he always like this?" And his son goes, "No, this is one of his better days." <laughs> just I mean, just hearing that from his kids, I'm like, "Damn, even they've got quick wit." I mean, he's one of the greats. I mean, Hollywood, we've lost a lot of people over the last six, seven years. And, well, you know, this year, it. this year alone, we've lost so many yeah. good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I know we've lost a lot in the last seven or eight years, uh, but I really do think that, that, with Robin Williams no longer with us, it's going to leave a hole in Hollywood that won't be filled for years. There's no one in Hollywood nowadays that can do what that man did. No, it's going to be it's yeah. going to be quite some time, I think, before we can um, we can find somebody even close. And even then, I don't. I'll, the thing is, no one ever comes close to the the original. I mean. It, whether it's animation or original or recasted actors or, or whatever, I mean, just uh, you know, it it it'd be like trying to replace William Shatner. I mean, you, you just can't do it. I mean, it's he's like the you know the icon for you know crazy animation and uh, comedy films. I mean, just mm-hmm. I don't know. I I told my wife about it after I was. Because um, we were sitting down watching um, a movie with with my son, and I was on my phone, and then I saw the report of Robin Williams passing away, and I was like, "Wow!" And she's like, "What?" And I says, "Robin Williams passed away," and she's like, "What?" Like just genuine, because you know we we've all grown up on him, and it's it's just it's a shock. Yeah, I, I felt kind of the same way. I mean, I I was at work, and my mom sent me a text and said, did you hear Robin Williams passed? And I thought at first my mom had fallen for one of these death hoaxes that's been going around. You know, just, I, I thought, no, no, Robin Williams can't be dead. And I started looking it up, and it was just, it hit. And at that point, it was, I was shocked, absolutely shocked to hear it. Just, you know, it, it's, it's to this point, I understand how the man felt going through his depression. I've been there myself. It's not, you know, if he really was suffering from depression and that's the problem, he, you know, he committed suicide. If he did, I don't know yet. I don't want to speculate on it too much, but, no, you know, it's, I'm sorry to see that the man is gone at this point. It, it's, you know, especially for all the good that he did, even after getting sober, you know, just. Oh, Exactly. Well, and I think the shocking thing is, I mean, for one, I I thought that it was bogus, too. I mean, so I started doing a little digging after I, I read that before I said anything, and I was like, this this has to be total bullshit. And then I started looking it up, and I was like, oh, no, it's, it's true. I mean, because I started seeing reputable places posting it. Um, but, um, no, I mean, it's... There's there's a story that has just come out um, as as we're recording this, the amazing true story of Robin Williams' friendship with Superman. 
Yes. Williams is one of only two students accepted to the advanced program at the Juilliard School in 1973. The other student was Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve, who would become Williams' roommate and lifelong friend. Uh, he says, um, uh, after Reeve's crippling accident in 1995, Williams was one of the first to visit Reeve in the hospital to cheer up his old friend. Williams pretended that he was a Russian proctologist that was going to perform a rectal exam on Reeve. In describing Williams' visit, Reeve wrote, For the first time since the accident, I laughed. My old friend had helped me know that somehow I was going to be okay. Yeah, it's It's stuff like that that you just want to know you just know that this man was a good man in his personal life in his professional life everybody has demons we're not here to talk about the demons we're here to talk about how good robin williams actually was oh yeah well i I don't know if you knew this but he actually for all the time that williams or all the time that uh, reeve was in the hospital and he was going through his therapy Mm -hmm. williams was paying his medical bills they were getting hit really hard, the Reeve family. And Williams said, you know what, I'll do some bad movies. He, he took movies like RV and uh, you know, the, the one with um, Mandy, Mandy Moore. The I, one I can't with the remember. marriage. Wedding, yeah. Li- uh, licensed to wed. Yep. Yeah. I, I, mean, he, I have he, both he, those. Yeah, I mean, he said, he goes, you know, I know that these were going to be bad movies. But he took them so that he could make money to pay the bills. And, you know, between that and his work for St. Jude's, uh, just the man had a heart bigger than all of us. Absolutely. He really, really did. Well, and it, it, I mean, especially nowadays, it, it takes a special kind of person to actually help, you know, when, when you're in that kind of situation where you have the ability to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fact that he would even do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that just speaks volume about his his character. Absolutely, absolutely. So, anything else? Any final thoughts you guys want to give before we close this out? Uh, I wanted to mention. I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he was something of a geek. <laughs> um, he actually loved Legend of Zelda, and he named his daughter Zelda after that. Oh wow! That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that he was he was big in the world of Warcraft and Warcraft Three, um, Half Life. He showed up at E3 in 2006 uh, to talk about um, Spore. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, the guy actually had a huge following for a lot of video games. And when we when he did one of his last HBO specials, I remembered him joking about his son going into his room and playing with the new joystick playing with his Wii. Wii! (laughs) (laughs) You know? And he goes, yeah, and then I heard funny noises and I didn't want to ask any further. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just hearing stuff like that, it's kind of like, okay, to know that Robin really was, he was kind of a man all over the place. I mean, yeah, he, he had, you know, he had his attitudes where he was bouncing all over because, you know, I'm, let me say it, he, he had drug problems, and we know that. And part of that was when he woke up the next morning after Belushi had died, and they told him, you know, Belushi's dead after an overdose. And he said that was a wake-up call for him, you know, slapped to his face. You know, he, he started sobering up, and it's... 
I, I'm glad that the man lived as long as he did, that he had such a good, fulfilling life, despite how he may have gone out. Oh, oh exactly. Steve, final thoughts? Um, I would definitely say that if you haven't seen all of his movies, you should. Um, because each one of them is memorable in their own way. Um, and just you can't watch one of, one of his movies without enjoying him. Even even if the film is terrible, kind of like Places to Wet or RV. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you still can't go away without really you know acknowledging the fact that he's he's just hilarious and everything. Yes, he is. Um, for me, final thoughts. You owe it to yourself to check out all of his work. Whether they're good movies, bad movies, whether it's good TV shows, bad TV shows. Check, I really need to find... I, I wish, I, I hope at some point we get some sort of uh, compilation album on iTunes of all of his stand-up. I would love to go back and listen to all of his stand-up, honestly. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, you know, Robin Williams was a man that made us all laugh, and he will be sorely missed. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for this GeekCast Radio Talking About My Generation crossover. Uh, you can get all the uh, episodes that Doug does over at TalkingAboutMyGeneration.com, correct? Uh, is it MyGenerationPodcast.com. MyGenerationPodcast.com. And you can catch us on geekcastradio.com where we have done some updates recently. So go check that out. Uh, all the content is over there. Uh, where can the people find you on Twitter, Steve? At SCP21. Doug, what about you? I'm still using at SPRZOUT. Yes. You can find me at TFG and Mike. And uh, I think we're going to let uh, Robin Williams close out this episode. Thank you for listening. But I found something. A lot more scary than cocaine. It's called Nintendo. <laughs> That's some kitty cocaine. You ever see a little kid play that? Give him a little chocolate. <laughs> daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> Mario, 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 Mario. <laughs> Eight hours later. How you doing? <laughs> Hey, listen, could you spare some money for Pac-Man, motherfucker? <laughs> and then play it backwards. Play the Nintendo cartridge. You put the cartridge in and play it backwards. It goes, we won the war. We won the war. We won the war. I'm free. I'm free. Quick, quick. Wish for something outrageous. Say, I, I want the Nile. Wish for the Nile. Try that. Uh... I wish for the Nile. No way! <laughs> oh, that feels good! Oh, I'm free! I'm free at last! I'm hitting the road! I'm off to see the world! I'm... Jeannie, I'm... I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> Me too, Al. No matter what anybody says... You'll always be a prince to me. Today we're going to be talking about William Shakespeare. Oh, God. Oh, I know. A lot of you look forward to this about as much as you look forward to root canal work. We're going to talk about Shakespeare 
someone who writes something very interesting. Now, many of you have seen Shakespeare done very much like this. Oh, Titus, bring your friend hither. <laughs> but if any of you have seen Mr. Marlon Brando... No, that Shakespeare can be different. France, Romans, countrymen. Let me rest. You can also imagine maybe John Wayne is Macbeth going, Well, is this a dagger I see before me? <laughs> Why do I stand up here? Anybody? To feel taller. No. Thank you for playing, Mr. Dalton. I stand upon my desk to remind myself that we must constantly look at things in a different way. <laughs>